We covered a lot of things in this episode. One thing I would like to do is give a special shout out to Alex McBerty. Without him, this episode wouldn't have happened. He's been a big supporter of all the things that I've been doing. We met at the Kansas City Fitness Summit. And after he had listened to the Lifestyle Chase, he decided it would be a good idea for me to connect with his other friend, Mark Zaret. Mark Zaret has a podcast of his own, and it is called Cool, Calm, and Chaotic. Make sure to check it out. Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase, Season 2. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. I'm your host, Chris Little. Let's get started. The Lifestyle Chase is brought to you by Yeg Fitness. Yeg Fitness is Edmonton, Alberta, Canada's healthy lifestyle community, creating and supporting active living for all. Check them out online at yegfitness.ca and on social media at Yeg Fitness. Welcome to episode 74 of the Lifestyle Chase. Today I am joined by the one and only Mark Zaret. Did I get that right? You got that 100% correct. Oh, the pressure's always on with people's names because it's just like you have one chance, one chance to just get it right. And if you screw it up, they're never going to forget how you screwed up their name. They're going to think about it every time that they're showing their mom that they got on a podcast, like... So I always, I at least try, and I'm sure that I, I could look back and be like, you know, I could have said that person's name a little bit better, but it's the effort that counts. It's all that matters. It, and, yeah, it, it is a lot of pressure, because had you said that wrong, I probably would have just shut this off right now, deleted oh, you off social media, and just yeah, spoke negatively about everyone I talked to. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and it is, it is tough, because uh, most people will just say Zerati, and then you they remember it, Zerati Karate, even though it's not it. So I figure, you know, what the hell, it's all good. But it is there. You got it. You got it correct. Woo, love it. You are, you are the man. So I want so, to know how you started your day today. Like, what, what was your routine today? What have you done so far? Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So my, my Saturday, so it, it is Saturday while we're recording this. My Saturdays are generally the same. I wake up. I my, my morning routine is always the same. I, I wake up, go to the bathroom, uh, say a little prayer. I go and work out. I, I work out at home generally on Saturday mornings. Um, I get up pretty early. I get up at 4.05 every day. I get a workout in. I do my morning stuff. And then I go personal. I, I personal train um, a couple who are just fantastic human beings. And then I do... A uh, larger boot camp class in the morning as well, um, and then from there I generally go to do work on like computer work, businessy type work, writing writing articles, writing different things like that, um, and then that's led me to to here. That's 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 led me to to recording this wonderful podcast with you. Awesome, I love it. So a little bit of backstory for you is you are the host of Cool, Calm, and Chaotic. What was it like recording your very first podcast episode? Oh, that's a great question. It was it was awesome. It was it was the epitome of I really don't have a clue what I'm doing at all, and I have no idea if this is going to work. But I'm so excited that I'm doing it. It doesn't matter. It was really jumping into it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the you know ready fire aim mentality, and just I I, and I actually had this planned for a while, but I knew I was going to be doing it on this date because like that was kind of coming off of a couple other projects, and it's something that I've wanted to do for a while, so. 
I knew what I wanted to do, but I realized I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, what the equipment that I need is this going to work? Is this going to sound good? Am I just going to be mumbling and rambling on the whole time? And I'm like, you know, a hundred and some episodes into the podcast, and I still ramble and mumble and don't really know what I'm doing. So no, nothing's really changed since then. So it's all good. But I remember vividly having uh, the mentality of, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I can't wait to do it. I love it. So what was life like for you 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Life was much life was much different than that. So I'm 34 years old. I was 24. At that time, I had just got out of uh, college. So I went to college to be a... Uh, history teacher, so secondary ed history teacher, and at that time I was looking for a job, so it was substitute teaching for about a year and a half after I had got out of college, getting any random job I could get, working at a gas station at the, at the same time as well. Um, I had started to coach football. I started to coach middle school football, uh, basketball, and track at that time, but I was I had got my first job in um, a town called Flint, Michigan, here in Michigan, and uh, I was living like an hour away from Flint, driving there and then coaching at this other school, and it was just kind of really, really on the grind, and it was in a, a, a totally, totally different position than I am right now. It was the ultimate not making really any money, coming off of substitute teaching, really trying to grind it out, and physically was certainly not in the place that I am now, so I am... Uh, I I was very unhealthy. We'll say that I was I was in much lesser shape than I am uh, today. Not that I'm in great shape today, but I was living a much different lifestyle. You know, my life was a lot of going out, go you know, to be going to B Dubs on the weekends and eating wings, drinking, doing going to, going to Tim Hortons that we discussed earlier. My my favorite place on the planet is Tim Hortons, but uh, now it's a lot of black coffee and and not so often the other junk. But it was a lot of just wake up, eat junk food, watch football all day, hang out with my buddies, eat junk food. Um, didn't, wasn't really exercising as much as I could, just kind of kind of going through the motions of life. It was much, much different than my life is today. All, all of the, you know, Zeret Fitness, the podcast, uh, the position I'm in now was, they weren't even pipe dreams. They were non-existent. I love it. That's some good perspective. So you talked about working at a gas station. What are three things that working at a gas station made you better for like how how did they make you a better human uh multiple reasons one it's it's i would say the biggest one looking back now is how to talk to people and how to deal with people who might not be the most agreeable people and the the people that you would want to be speaking with and dealing with and learning how to deal with and cope with and have strategies for uh, communicating with objectionable human beings is a great, great skill because a lot of the people that we come across are not going to be necessarily likable, but those people still need to be reached. And if you do work in a gas station or you have worked in a gas station, you'll know that you will get some of the most amazing people ever come through. And like as they walk through the door, you can't wait to talk to them. They're happy. They're nice. And you get to the point where you know exactly what they're going to order and everything. And, it, and it's really, really great. And that's that's awesome too. And I would say that's something that we could even add to that. That's a, that's a valuable thing that I picked up from there is um, even even the good people, but um, but you also are going to deal with working at a gas station. A lot of people who are who are just awful people. Like they're just they're they're angry. They're they're upset. They're they're mean all the time. They're excessively disrespectful to to both you as a worker and just everyone else around them. And you have to deal with being able to talk to them. You have to be able to deal with not not allowing that to ruin your day. And um, 
that, that was a huge, huge skill that I picked up from there because you are around it so much that it becomes second nature to to learn how to communicate and deal with people like that to where now that I love that question too because I never really thought about that but that's probably a big component of why I find it easier or easier or I at least enjoy more talking to just anybody and everybody because every person that you come across you can find ways to to get to you can find ways to like that's one of my things in life now. I try to I try to talk to as many strangers as I can. I try to I, I love just talking to random people. And I think it's for that reason. You can you can find out so much about people and they can fulfill your life. But getting through the tough ones is it can be tough. But it's almost became like a, a goal of mine now. Like I call them my white whales, like the people who seem unreachable. My goal now is to is to reach them somehow. And I really built that skill. Not that again, not that I'm great at it now, but I really built that skill through dealing with people like that at at the gas station. Um, so I don't know if that was one, two. I don't know how many that was, but uh, I would say the other the, another thing that I that I picked up from working at the gas station that I've definitely taken with me is it, it was appreciating what I have, and, and this is something that that I did not do then, by the way, uh, appreciating the moment that I'm in now while knowing that it is that it is a stepping stone for something greater so like at that time i'm, I'm looking for um i'm working at the gas station as i'm substitute teaching and you know you're making you make no money substitute teaching i was making pretty much no money doing this but it was like i knew i was in the grind days and it was a stepping stone toward you know later on i'm not going to be doing this I'm, I'm i'm trying to better myself move myself out of that position and that was always a good thing to hold on to and it, it was no big deal because i knew i was going on to other things but it got to a point where I was doing it for long enough and I just kind of wanted a job to where I allowed that to get me so frustrated and get me upset with the job that it probably took away from and I took for granted a lot of the good fun times that I was in at the moment. And looking back on it afterward, like it's fun to talk to some of my buddies who, who we used to work there and we, we can reminisce on stories. And it's like, yeah, actually, as frustrating as it got, like it was a really, really cool time in our lives that we'll never get back. So um, it, it, it's a good lesson that I that I certainly adhere to today, and it's kind of one of the driving forces of of how I try to live my life every day today. Is is that reality of you know do not take for granted the times that we have today while still looking for more. I think that's great, and I think a lot of people when they're in the transition period or when they're like when you're trying to go to school and you haven't gone to school for a while, or when you're trying to change your career and you haven't had to apply for a new job in a while. A lot of people kind of like the gas station job. I don't know about that, but it it can be the catalyst for some of your greatest leaps and bounds later on in life. And so I like to sort of highlight that with certain guests because like somebody stands to grow from a little bit of encouragement. Like sometimes you got to do like the gritty jobs to get to be where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think not only sometimes do you have to. I think it's advantageous for most everybody to do so. I mean, if you can, if you can just hop right into a cake job, I, I'm obviously you're going to do that. But if you can seek stuff out like those kind of jobs where you have to kind of grind through that aren't necessarily your last destination, I think you can definitely learn from that in ways that just just falling into good fortune can never teach you. Love it. So. You said you recently got engaged. I got that right, right? You did get that right. I just I just recently got engaged. I'm getting married. Perfect. So 
<laughs> I want to know how did it all happen? Like, how did you propose? What was it like? How were you scared? Were you confident? All those things. Uh, so it's a, it's a funny story. I, so I, I this is a, a girl who, um, I mean, I just, I just love her and she is, we, we dated like nine years ago. So we date, we dated for a while, like nine years ago, fell out of, fell out of the relationship. It was kind of a, kind of a, a mess there. And, you know, we didn't talk for the longest time. And then, you know, uh, a couple years ago, a few years ago, kind of got reconnected. It was kind of the, you know, there's always the one, there's always that thing that like is always on your mind, always on your heart, deep down, even when you try to quell it. So well, um, we've been dating for a while now and I've actually known I was going to do this for a while. And uh, we used to see this, one of our favorite bands back in the day was the Black Keys. I don't know if you're familiar with the Black Keys, but uh, they, they were a band that they they, bro- they ended up breaking up too. They were gone for years. They were gone for, like, I don't know, they haven't been a band for like five or six years. And they just got together again. They went back on tour. So it was like, oh, this is almost like, it was almost like fate, right? Like it's their reunion tour, this band that like, I don't None of us, neither of us really listened to too much anymore, but it's like they were going back on tour. So they were coming, they were playing in Detroit. So I knew I was going to do this. And, uh, <clears throat> I so I do these like little mobility videos all the time, like flexibility mobility videos, just as I'm out walking or if, while I'm working, and then I'll post them on Instagram, like quick little routine you can do just to break up your day. So I do these all the time. So she's, I'll we'll be walking random places, and I'll have her stop and record me doing them. So like it was, it was common. Like it's no big deal. It's not like a surprise that she would have me do that. But uh, so I had her do this one with me. So I like had the video camera set up, and I was like, all right, let's do this little quick mobility video be like a pre-concert thing and then in the video like i like we were squatting down and we turned and then like i stayed down and proposed to her so it was cool yeah you can see it on instagram now actually too but uh it was cool because it was all planned out and i was i wasn't nervous for it was weird because i'm like uh i'm like the i'm like the epitome of kind of do my own thing and like commit i i have commitment issues galore for my whole life, I've had commitment issues. I just like to be able to go do my own thing and with everything. But I've never felt more confident and more sure and more more happy about doing this. Like where I wasn't nervous really at all. And um, yeah, it all worked out. She actually, when I did propose, you if, if you if you were to watch the video, you can hear. Um, she actually doesn't even say yes there in in the video. She just like puts her hands over her mouth and says "shut up" three times. So really, when I proposed, she really just told me to shut up, shut up, shut up. So it's, uh, it's going to be a great marriage. <laughs> but yeah it was it was really awesome so you dated nine years ago you kind of reconnected two years ago so if i'm doing my math right that's like seven years of like hiatus of like uncertainty am i correct yeah well it was we had dated for a couple years like nine years ago so it was like a like a five-ish year gap okay. in between there from the time we broke up to the time we got back together what were the three toughest moments during that five-year little gap? Well, I will. I guess we'll we'll, we'll go. You said three. Yeah. Um, I would say one would be transitioning into into a different job and kind of deciding where I want to take the direction of my life. So I ended up getting a, a different job at uh, the school. The school I actually teach at now. So, like I said, I'm a, I'm a both a teacher and a and I own a fitness business, um, a personal training fitness business. And I was kind of in this, in this kind of no man's land. I, I would say it was also kind of my, what I thought would have been my, my epiphany moment in my life where I decided I'm going to change my life. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm coaching three sports. I, I'm, I'm teaching now and, and things are great, but I felt like I was, 
I was called to do more and I wasn't quite living up to what I wanted to, what, what my life should be and what my, what my, I don't want to say potential, but what my purpose was, what, what I was put on this earth to do. And, um, I, I, I had this epiphany one day while I was, while I was coaching middle school basketball. So it's like, I'm coaching like eighth grade basketball and the season's going to be over in like three days. And I was like, I need to just, I, I, I need to be doing more. I was put on this earth to do more. And long story short, in, in pursuing, you know, bettering my health, which is kind of how I got into the health and fitness, this whole industry, this whole business, this whole um, thing is, I, like I said, I, I, I was I was more overweight than I should. I was I was I was being lazy. I wasn't I wasn't living out the life that I felt like I was designed to live out. So basketball season ends and I, I start, you know, I start working out. I start eating better. And it, it was kind of like in the flip of a switch, like my, my whole life changed. And at that time, I have no visions of becoming a personal trainer or anything like that. I'm just trying to lose. I'm just trying to lose some weight, get in better shape and whatever. And at the end of that, I realized like this is my purpose on this earth is to help other people. And this is my avenue to do it. This was all designed for me to do. There are too many people that are moving in bodies that are hurt and are in pain and are not moving in a way that they were designed to move. There are too many people who are dealing with being overweight and struggling and not feeling both mentally, physically, but even more so mentally um, empowered and confident enough to to do more with their life. And, and I know I can help them. And not only do I know I can, I, I know I was designed and put on this earth to do to do such that, to do just that. So um, the struggle moment is, okay, well, if to, to do this, to pursue this as well, that means I'm going to have to let go of the coach. I'm going to have to let go of the life that I was living. And I think that's what's tough for a lot of people is, is letting go of the life that's kind of most comfortable to them. Uh, but luckily I decided to do it and, you know, I could go down a whole nother avenue of that, but that, that, that was one tough moment, but the biggest one, the biggest hardship that I dealt with within that time, without a doubt, which is actually kind of a catalyst to us coming to actually to me and her coming back together is I got cancer about three, about three and a half years ago, I got cancer out of the blue, out of nowhere. Um, I, it's funny, I had a, I, I was lifting one day, so I was lifting one day, this was like in December. And I, I was, I was doing a snatch or, or a clean and jerk. And I, and I kind of like, I kind of, I, I dropped the bar and the bar kind of clipped my head. And like, I was having these terrible headaches and like, I almost felt like I was going to have a stroke one day and it kind of went away, but it was enough to be like, I should probably get this checked out. So I just went and got an MRI and got like blood work. And I hadn't really been to the doctor because I mean, I was, I was in the best shape of my life, right? Everything was good. No issues. And, uh, Luckily, I went and I got an MRI that day, which would ended up being being positive later on. And there was no issues. Everything was good, blah, blah, blah. But in that, I had got blood work and stuff. So this is in December, Chris, and in uh, April. So it, it's, 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 uh, like, it's like April 5th or something like that. I get, I get a phone call. I'm, I'm working out while I get it, and I don't pick it up. And uh, they just leave a message, and it's like, this is whomever, the nurse from whoever doctor's office and. Uh, we were just going through some of the blood work that you gave a few months ago, and um, the doctor just wants you to follow up with somebody. No, like it was no big deal, blah blah blah. So I call this number as I'm driving, and it's a cancer and leukemia center, and I'm like, like that's like when the air gets sucked out of you. I'm like, I just, I'm like freaking out. So I kind of pull off to the side and uh, pull on the subdivision, and I'm like, uh, I, I don't know why i'm calling you i just got this number and i'm, I'm call why am i calling the cancer and leukemia center and then that was long again i could i could go down this whole tirade too but long story short find out i have uh my blood works all messed up i gotta go get these scans they think it's probably 
just like a spleen issue and it, it, I can have like an enlarged spleen, no big deal. I go to get an MRI of my spleen and or an ultrasound of my spleen and they see this mass behind it on my kidney and I, I, I have kidney cancer. So I have to, it, it, there, so there's this gap. They find this mass on my kidney and I got to go through all of these tests. And I don't know if you've ever had to go down this road, but like that gap in between, like we see something that we think looks like cancer and we don't know how bad it is. Uh, it took about three weeks and that three weeks is like the worst, the worst possible time to be in the worst mental state to be in. And in that time, I, uh, in that time, I was like, okay, okay, so here's the, here's the deal with, with this type of cancer, which I'm fine. I'm fine now, by the way. Um, everything's good. But uh, they say it's like one of the worst kinds of cancer to get because when it spreads, it generally spreads to like your brain first and it's really tough to deal with and uh, it's very resistant to like chemotherapy and stuff. So it's like, oh my shit, like this is a lot to be dealing with. So at this time, I don't know. I don't even know if it's cancer yet, but if it is, it, I don't know if it's spread or how bad it will be. So I got, I'm going through this series of tests. And in that time, I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I mean, I could potentially die within the next month. Like, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea about this is I could be dead. If that is the case. So, at the, and at this time, she's, she pretty much hates me at this point. Like, she's pretty much, things, things aren't the best. Um, and... I just, I was like, I have to reach out to her and tell her this. But I hadn't told anybody. I, I, like, I told my mom and my dad. That was, that was it. And I was like, I, I have to just tell her this because if I die in a month, I at least need to, I at least need her to know that like, I, how, what she meant to me and like what she still kind of means to me, even, even though we were separated. So, uh, I got, I got her, we got together. I told her, I was like, I don't really know how, what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But I just needed you to know that. Long story short, I end up having cancer, end up having surgery. We, we, we don't get back together at that time. It's just, but it was the kind of the steps were there. And then, um, go, going through all of that, it was, it was the hardest part, but then that was kind of the, the, the initial step of us getting back together and talking and then rekindling and, and lighting even a bigger flame, which was fantastic. But I guess that was my long-winded way of saying, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the hardest thing by far is getting cancer in, the, in that gap. There, there's nothing comparable to that. That's incredible. I like, you caught me off guard with that one. I think, I think I had an idea, but yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing that I look for in a guest on the lifestyle chase. So perfect. Uh, when you're talking about how you're now a fiance is the one how would you describe that what what's your criteria for what makes her the one um she is i mean she's great she's beautiful she's awesome she's funny she's into the same stuff that i'm into like we're both concert junkies we go to concerts all the time and and all of that is great and i think that i think that that's certainly something to be to be um valued and all and all of that is wonderful but you know, I think you can, you can probably find that with a lot of different people, right? Like you can find people who have the same interests in you. You can find people that are, that are enjoyable, that are happy, that make you happy, that are just good people. And you would generally get along with, but there's always, I, I feel like this is with anything, but especially with, with a significant other, there, there's, there's an indescribable trait and quality that somebody or people are going to have that you can't describe that the way they make you feel is unlike anything else and I, I guess i get that with her where even in these times so like we, we we've, we've had a shaky history we've in, in our storybook of our, our life 
life, there's a lot of there's a lot of dark chapters, a lot of there's a lot of adventure and, and craziness and drama. But even in the midst of all of that, um, there's an indeni- there's an there's an undeniable and indescribable feeling that you get with somebody. And I, I have that with her where even when you want to hate the person, you can't. Even when you want it to not work out and when when you hope to not see them, there's something about them that you, you can't shake. And in the good times, it's unlike anything else. It's it's more than just it's more than just somebody that I can go have fun with and is into the same things as me and is very, very different than me as well, which I think is very, very good. It's it's um I don't know. It's it's mystic in a way. It it it, it transcends just basic material things or even just like i don't know i don't know if that makes any sense it's trend it's a feeling it's a feeling that can't be matched with anything else and i think that you'll know that i think that everybody knows that deep down and uh i guess i just found it with her that's a great answer that's perfect um i like that we're kind of like that we're almost like the same person which i'm finding really funny like going into this for anybody who doesn't know we just uh, recorded a double header. So like my episode, I usually upload on the same day. So my my episode with you will be up today. And then your episode will be up with me whenever it's ready. But for anybody that's listening to this right now, listen to both episodes because you're going to get such a full circle moment where we're asking each other very similar, like deep down the rabbit hole style questions. And we're giving answers that kind of correlate like it's just like we're right now realizing that we have a lot of the same core values and that's pretty cool because we have different lives we have different people in our lives we have different careers we have different daily routines but core values make up a a big part of like how you show up in the world so my next question for you yeah is Next question is, um, if you could describe a moment where you felt the most joy in the last seven days, what would it be? <laughs> um, well, I, I guess that, that's a good question because uh, me proposing to to uh, m- my fiance was about nine days ago or so. So I guess I can't count that. Um, in the past week, in the past seven days, what's brought me the most joy? I would say this morning. This morning kind of by far is so I mean again I could I could wrap up all this forever which by the way my so our podcast will come out on Wednesday so if you are listening to this today uh, tune in to cool comic on Wednesday because it is it's funny as as you were just saying that I was thinking the same thing like we have a lot of the same mindset a lot of the same thought processes really really cool to to stumble upon rather rapidly somebody that is so similar in so many ways they didn't even know existed not too long ago so that's pretty cool uh, but anyway, something that made me happy is, um, so, so every Saturday is every, every Saturday, like I was telling you every morning, I start out my morning routine. Every Saturday is, is a boot camp class and they're, they're, they're large class boot camp classes. But beyond that, they're every single Saturday is a charity boot camp and it's for a different charity every single week. Um, and we, it ranges everything from, you know, helping out the homeless, helping out people with cancer, um, uh, women's abuse shelters, individual families, uh, and anything. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it, as you know, as we all know, you do not have to look hard to find hurts in the world. They're everywhere. And I, I, I certainly think it's, it's, 
I'm not going to go into it uh, into this right now, but they're, they're, I think that it's important for everybody to help out in, in any way that they can. And I don't say this as like trying to be altruistic or some type of virtue signaling in any way, shape, or form. It's just um, I say that as humble as I can. I think everybody should, and I'm we are fortunate enough to have a community that is on board with that. And uh, last week, actually, there, there's a local there's a there's a local um, in in a few towns over um, an organization that helps out women dealing with breast cancer and it's really cool because they they help out like individual people like help pay their bills or help get them to to their um doctor's appointments and stuff so it's like local women suffering whether it be financially emotionally which i mean you suffer from all that you're going through chemotherapy to get them to places so this is going to be a two week this is going to be two weeks so last week and this week and then in the course of this week um i was contacted by somebody that there was a local family that was like really 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 struggling and they um getting food getting food to their kids was like not happening for for weeks now and for multiple weeks if not months and it was like okay this this can't happen like we 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 can't allow this so i decided to change i just like last minute i decided to change this week's to push back the second week of the of the organization for cancer to next week so we could get some supplies and food and gift cards for food for this family and it was like on short notice and we got like it, we got like over seven hundred dollars in gift cards and food for this family and bags and bags and bags of food for this family of kids that are now going to be able to eat and not have to worry about where their next meal is coming from in our local community and it what made me happy is the the amount of good people that that i'm so fortunate enough to live with and live around and i can call my family and like you know, they are beyond friends. Like I, I live in such a great community, and for people to, on a whim, feel so moved to help out to to to, to someone whom whom, by the way, we don't even know. Like I don't even know the name of the people, and nobody else knows the name of the people either. We just know that it's going to get to them, and that's all that matters. And I'm I, I feel so blessed and so fortunate to be around and live with pe- people like this. It's it's really really awesome, and I can say. By far, in the past seven days, that's what that's what's made me the happiest. To see that much love out outpoured on on a day's notice is was really really cool. Because I don't live in a big community either. That's a that's an awesome answer. My next question is going to segue a little bit. It's going to be, as a teacher, what is the toughest moment you've ever encountered with your teacher hat on? Ooh, the toughest moment I've ever counted my teacher hat on. Uh, I don't know that this is the toughest, but it's on my mind now because um, it, it just stands out. My very first – well, first off, I taught – so I taught in Flint for a year, and that, that was a good learning experience because it was much different than uh, what, like the town I grew up in or the town that I'm uh, teaching in now. But that, that, that was very good. It was far more – it was just much different. It put me in a, in an element that was much out of my element, much out of what I was used to, which certainly helped me help me grow. But here's kind of a gross story, but but it's fun now. I um so I'm teaching. This is like nine years ago now. I'm teaching. It's my very first job. My my first job in, in the school that I'm at now, I should say. And I um, it's like two weeks in the school, and two weeks in the school they have testing. They they have to do these testing in this computer lab. So I'm in this computer lab, and there's this there's this. I'm sitting next to and helping out this little girl. She's like the cutest little girl you've ever seen. She's like 11 years old, like this small little thing. She's great. She starts to feel sick. She feels like she's going to throw up. So I'm like, are you going to be all right? Like, is this going to be okay? And she's like, I'm not sure. And then she just starts, she like starts to throw up. It's like in this carpeted room. 
And I'm like, oh, no, this, this, I, I felt bad. I'm like, it's kind of gross at the same time. But I'm like, I don't want her just to be throwing up and be embarrassed. So I, I go to grab this garbage can so she can throw up in this garbage can. And she just proceeds to just throw up all down my arm. In, so this girl I don't know, this little girl, throws up all down my arm for like two minutes in, in on like my second week of school. And it was like the grossest thing ever. But I was like, it was weird because it was like the grossest thing ever. But it was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This this, this is like, I, I, she hopefully she feels more comfortable. I got her out of there. This was all right. And it was great because that set me up for the rest of my teaching career. Because I'm like, all right, if in week two I can get thrown up on, I think I can pretty much survive anything. I think I think things will be all right. That's amazing. It was great. <laughs> yeah, so, you don't know what you're going to hear. Exactly. My next question for you is you shared with me your experience of being diagnosed with cancer, the uncertainty, the the scary weeks, the all the emotions that coincide with that. And I want you to pretend that you have a friend that is basically the parallel of the version of you that's going through that, what are five pieces of advice that you would give them in their darkest moment when they're feeling scared? Uh, be one would be to simply be around good people to, to find good people in your life that, that you can lean on that can support you that don't need to, you don't, you don't need gifts. You, you certainly don't need money. You don't need help in anything, anything like that. You just need to be around good people. I can tell you right now that the most comforting thing, the best part about being in that position would be the times when there would just be people there. And like I said, I live in such a great community and uh, having people there for you is invaluable. It, it's beyond invaluable. And there will be, there was often times where like there was, I don't need, like there was no advice given or like even like comforting words and all of that was great and all that was needed at times. But just being present around positivity and around support is most certainly invaluable is most certainly invaluable. Uh, the second piece of advice I would, I would, I would definitely give is to, um, root, root your life, root your life and purpose for the future and know that that purpose will be lived out. So like when I went to, it could, because it's all about your mindset in that situation. And, and my main cancer doctor, when I first got, the diagnosis and all of that. It, it was funny because I had already made my mind up on like whatever, whatever comes up. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's awful, but we're just going to do what we have to do. And we're going to, we're going to deal with it. But he was like, you know, these type of, these type of, um, this type of news, these type of diagnoses to people, they generally do two things. There are people that allow it to just break them. And when you go into that mindset, you're kind of bone from the start. Like you're, you, they don't recover. It eats away at them better. And it just, that, that's, that's a pivotal moment that, that throws them into despair. And then there's those that use that as a catalyst to do better and to, 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 you know, to catapult forward. And they generally thrive. They generally overcome these things. And, and, and I had already made my mind up to, to do just that. And it's been, it's it's been the most helpful thing I would say for me. I think it certainly helped me overcome having cancer, and, and it, it still allows me to deal with the struggles that I go through today, even even with it. So like, um, and, and I I kind of that was my long winded way. I guess, I guess at that point would be the pull out. I I, was, I talked to a woman who had dealt with breast cancer, um, and she, she was, she's my friend, and she she had gone through breast cancer like five years ago. And probably like a couple of days after I found out and you're kind of in this numb state, like when, when you hear the doctor actually say you have cancer, 
and then you don't know how bad it is. Like it's the most, it's the weirdest thing. It's like this numb state that you're in and you need to find purpose. You, you don't really know what to do. And I asked her like, you know, what do you do in that situation where you don't know what to do? And she was like, you know, you hit a point where you realize you just have to pull up your big girl pants. You have to pull up your big boy pants and just do work. Cause that's the only option that you have. So I had already talked to her about that. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. This is, this is the position I'm in. It, I, I can I can pretend like it's not real, like it's not happening to me, because you immediately go there, like, I know I just got, the, I know I just talked to the doctor, but I don't, I don't have cancer, like I don't actually have cancer. That's not, this is not real. It's not really happening. Like they're gonna find something else, whatever. Uh, they're gonna find it's just some other non-issue, and you kind of go through that quick denial stage. And the quicker you can get out of that denial stage and do just that, pull up your big boy pants, pull up your big girl pants, and just do what you have, do what needs to get done the easier you will get out of it. It's when you sit and wallow and you sit in the what ifs that you just get buried with anxiety. You get buried with the what ifs and the what ifs are a killer to to, to any possible dreams or any possible growth. So after you pull up your big boy pants and you decide, okay, we're going to do work. Then I think it's you do work on your life's purpose where cancer, it's not, it's not the end. It's not going to be your end because you have something greater that you are going to do with this. And um, when you, when you devote your life to that, then it'll one, it occupies your mind. Cause that's a big thing. If you're going through that situation is to, to occupy your mind, don't just avoid occupy your mind with good things, with, with productivity and with, um, you know, a way out, Cl climb your way out with support from others, but do that. And, uh, I think it's important to not get, not just distract yourself. Although there are times when distraction is definitely needed. Like you need to go see funny movies. You need to you need to go play games. You need to go have ice cream. You need to do those things. And I think those are all a part of the puzzle. But then work towards something greater and knowing that know that something greater is is definitely on the horizon. And I'm 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 also I'm also a very faithful Christian person, so I, I would be remiss without pointing out I think I personally think that that would be a a good thing a, a good place to go to start with is is find God, but um, if you are not inclined to do just that, then, you know, you, you can certainly find your, your own purpose in, in this life, but pull up your big, pull up your big boy pants, surround yourself with amazing, amazing people, root your life in some type of purpose greater than that. If you allow yourself to go down the, this is what's going to break me. This is my defining moment. And this is where it ends. You will end. If you decide that this, this position, this moment was meant for me to do greater things and I'm going to go do those greater things. That's exactly what will happen. You, you will, you will most certainly overcome them. And and I, I truly, truly believe that. Like, it, it's easy to look back and say this. That's the best thing that ever happened to me was getting cancer. And I think that that is, that's a stretch. That that's a bit much because, like, my whole life is different now, right? Like every every three months I have to go get my blood for the rest of my life. Every six months I have to go get scans of all my internal organs. Like. It's a scary thing. Every few months, you have that you have that reality thrown into your face that you know you 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 hope that nothing is going to come up. But there's always that, and you don't think it is. But there's always that chance, right? There's always that little bit. So it would be one thing for me to say that it's the best thing that ever happened to me, but it kind of is. Like it 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 has allowed me to appreciate life, and it's allowed me to kind of go into different endeavors to help other people and do more good with it. Like that I would not have done had I not got cancer. So like even a part of Zerit Fitness, like I have a, a little program where like you just go get a, if you just go give, get a physical, get your blood work done, just annual physical, you get two free classes to any, any classes, anything, anything that you want just for doing it. I don't have to know you. It doesn't matter because I just want you to 
be in the know and those type of things. And there's been a few people who have found something like one lady, she, they, they found a mass through a, through a scan. Um, and thank God it didn't turn out to be cancer, but like now it's in the know, like it's documented. And, and, and that, that is way more important to me than, than anything else. Like if potentially me getting cancer helped, helps even just one person later, later down, later on in the road, down the road to, to, early detect something and, and avoid going through any of these issues, then it, then it was well worth it. Again, I can't say it's the best thing that happened to me, but in, in many ways it, it kind of was. And if so, again, a long winded way of saying, I'm sorry, I go off on tangents. If you don't, if you don't shut me up, man, I'll just talk forever. I apologize. If you are listening to this and you get news like that, um, know that that is your setup for something better. Your setup for something better is happening right now in your darkest moment. I agree that that's such a good like lesson to give people such a good uh, sentiment. I want to know, I'm curious if uh, you knew that you only had two days left and that was happening here now and where your life is right now with what has happened and everything that means something to you, two days, what would you do? I want to know who, who are two people that you would say something to and what would you say to those two people? Mm-hmm. Um, I would certainly tell, I'm, I'm going to group two into one. I would tell both of my parents that, I would tell both my parents that I love them. I would tell both my parents I'm very thankful for all that they have done for me to put me in this position that I'm in. I would I would certainly want them to know that, uh, I, I mean, I try, I try to show it. I, I, I try to show it even now. Like I have, I have a great relationship with both my parents now. But I, I, I guess I try to show it enough, but I, w- I would want that to be known that all that they've done for me and all that um, they mean to me is is probably more than, than, than I show. It would be great. And, you know, I, I, I would be I would also be remiss now to not tell my fiance how much she truly does mean to me, has meant to me and will forever mean to me, um, even moving forward beyond this. And, and for, for the both of them, the both of those people, even though there's three in there that it's it's kind of it I, I think that it's really easy to say like don't be sad don't mourn be happy for what we had and all that but you're just generally going to be sad i think in situations like that but i think that it's more important to try to continue to embody the the life that we had the mindset that we had the the purpose that we've all had together try to move that forward every single day of your life like just Try to be that impactful on other people every single day because this can happen. Like, let's, let's say I was going to die in two days from now. That's 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 a grim reality, but it is a reality, and it's one of the major reasons why we shouldn't take life for granted. So even in your sadness, use that sadness as a as motivation to not take the people in your life for granted. Now go do fun things with people. Something. So it's funny you say that because I, I say every single day, I say every single day to multiple people. And I, and I say this like at the end of every podcast, I say at the end of every class at fitness class, that we have people who train, like tell somebody that you love them today. And I, and I never want those words to just become rhetoric and just become a thing that is said, like really, really, Tell somebody you love them every single day. Every single day you wake up, you should tell somebody. And beyond that, you should show them that you love them because that is what is meaningful. And today could end. It's like getting cancer is one of those things. It's like one of the, we all, it's the, the whole idea of, you know, you could die. Everybody knows you could die today. It's something that everybody knows and they say, but they don't actually believe it. Like, like, like 
you know you can get cancer today. You know you could go to the doctor and get cancer. It's possible, but you don't actually believe it's going to happen. You don't. You, you know you could get into a car accident today, and it's possible. And hopefully that makes you a little more cautious. But you don't actually think that's going to happen. And your life's going to end today. But when you're faced with the reality that it can, it makes you. It forces you definitely to be more appreciative and to to not so to not just say you love somebody like mean it like do it with purpose if you could give a piece of advice on how to live your life to the fullest in the most authentic way what would that piece of advice be i guess it's i guess we'll piggyback right off of the last thing i was just talking about the advice would be to it's kind of dual it's to to find your purpose, to, to find what truly moves your soul, reflect on it deeply. And when you, when that hits you, when, when that hits in your, in your stomach, when you can feel it in your gut, the things, the way, the lifestyle that really, really moves your soul and, and just kind of, kind of, kind of fans that fire, you drop everything else and run toward it. And, and what will make that easier is knowing that this time will be over. Like this, this, this time will be over soon. And I, I think that's such great advice. That's such a great saying, a great mantra, and a great cliche, cliched saying to kind of cement in your head. Because the fact that this time will pass and that this time will be over soon, it's so relevant and so pertinent and so powerful in both the good and the bad. If you're living in the pits right now and you are wondering, how do I, how do I live my life with purpose? How do I live my life? How do I live out my best life? Know that this time is going to be over soon. Like you, this, this, this time could end. And what are you going to look back on? What, what, what are you going to look back on? You're going to look back at the time that you just waited and, and five, another five years went by and you were hoping to live your best life and hoping, or are you going to actually be five years deeper into the best life that you've ever lived, the most fulfilled life that you've ever lived. And when you first find your purpose and it's kind of scary when you do, because you might have to give something up and you, and you, you hinge that on the reality that this time is going to be over soon and you don't have time to waste. Those two things will force you to, I think they will certainly help to, to force you to enact on it and act on it like right now. That's a great answer. I want to give people a way to like learn more about you or to get a hold of you or to support your podcast. What are the best ways to do that? Um, yeah, you can just you can subscribe to the podcast, Cool, Calm, and Chaotic. Um, you can kind of find that everywhere, Apple Apple Podcasts, all, all those things. Um, and then you can follow Zeret Fitness um, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, I do have a Twitter, and I, I don't really tweet ever, but I, I, I want to get back in the game, but it's just tough. But, yeah, you can follow Zeret Fitness. It's like, like karate with a Z. And, yeah, the podcast, that would that'd be great. That's pretty much it. And, yeah, uh, that's pretty much where you can find me. But there's a lot of amazing, amazing people to follow. Um, I love everyone that listens to this podcast. I think it's such, it's so great. Like, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm now a, a subscriber. And you know, just keep on doing what you're doing, Chris. It's, it's really, really awesome. Thanks, man. It's been quite a chat. Like, I'm looking forward to Wednesday, I guess, when both of our episodes are going to be out, and people can kind of check things out from both perspectives and really understand, like what an eye-opening moment this was like two hours of just like holy shit this is like parallel universe right now it is it's, it's fantastic you're you're my canadian spirit animal exactly yes and same to yourself so 
I'm going to let you do your thing, but thanks for joining me. It's been an honor to both be on your podcast, but to also have you on mine. Yeah, the, the, the honor's all uh, on this side, man. I, I really appreciate it. This was really, really cool. And like I said, you are, you, you are doing really, really awesome things. You got such a great mindset. I'm, I'm very appreciative to, uh, you know, to, to be, to be in your semi-circle at least now, your, your distant circle. So yeah, I'm, uh, you inspire me. Keep on doing what you're doing, man. I, and I appreciate the hell out of you uh, having me on. Perfect. All right. Well, have a good day. You too, man. Have a good one. Before you run away, I just want to mention this one thing. Seems like my voice is a little bit hoarse today. So if you would like regular voice, Chris, I encourage you to listen to other episodes of The Lifestyle Chase and go to iTunes or Apple Podcast and give me a review because a little review goes a long way. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support and have a good day.